Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So this episode is sort of an in-between because I did not put one out on my usual Thursday, Friday, and I will not be putting one out on my usual next Thursday, Friday, because I'm traveling this week. So I'm putting out this sort of halfway point one in-between. So this one is going to go up Uh, Just as I'm getting ready to travel this week, which I'm super excited about, but I'll be honest with you, I'm a big baby. I'm also terrified because I'll be traveling alone really for the first time ever. So whenever you're listening to this, could you pray for me? You may be listening to this during the trip. You may be listening to it when I've returned already. But if you're listening to it before my trip, I could use all the prayer I could get. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about a homeschooling episode, sort of. You know, I used to talk about homeschooling on this podcast all the time in the beginning. And as you guys know, my ministry has been changing, you know, in the last several years where I really just want to focus on our faith and on, you know, issues that pertain to us women and, you know, walking with the Lord and as always getting rid of all distractions in our lives, you know, keeping it simple, how we can focus on Jesus above all the noise in this world. But I still do like to put out homeschool episodes once in a while because I know many of you out there do know me from the homeschooling community. I'm getting ready for speaking season where I'll be speaking at some homeschooling events in the upcoming weeks, which I'll tell you about in just a second because I'd love to see you there. And, you know, as I'm preparing for those sessions, I'm thinking to myself about, you know, the podcast and how I haven't done a homeschool podcast episode in a while. So today... I am going to be talking about what it's like to kind of move from the younger years to the older years. We're going to talk a little bit about homeschooling high school. I know many people want to hear about this, whether you have a little one and you're just starting out and you're like, I could never homeschool high school. I got news for you. You can. Or whether you're approaching the homeschool years and you're terrified because I was there as well, or you're in the midst of the homeschool years and you're like, I've completely ruined my child. I'm with you on that. I said the same thing. I want to give you some encouragement about that. And then I want to touch on what happens after high school because my two graduates have gone in completely different directions and we're going to talk about that. And uh, before I start speaking of homeschool, let me tell you about my sponsor this month for Apologia. They are running a sale until February 28th on their incredible elementary math curriculum. Apologia's Exploring Creation with Mathematics curriculum is designed to help young minds discover the power of numbers throughout creation. With hands-on learning activities, and games using household objects, short 20-minute lessons, and a suggested four-day week schedule, you and your children will love Apologia's math curriculum. So many homeschool families have switched to Apologia math after struggling with other curriculums and have seen their children become excited about math for the first time. Right now, through February 28th, you can shop Apologia's math curriculum at Apologia.com and use the promo code LOVEMATH, all one word, at checkout. Receive 25% off. Again, that promo code is LOVEMATH, all one word, at Apologia.com. 
So we are going to talk today about homeschooling. We're going to talk, you know, if you, even if you're not a homeschooler, there's always lots of nuggets of information because we're all parents, right? So I encourage you to continue listening. Also share it with a friend maybe you know who does homeschool or maybe you just want a little sneak peek into the lives of us weirdo homeschoolers. <laughs> Just kidding. But I do want to share that with you. So sit back and we are going to talk about some homeschooling topics in a moment. All right. So we are going to talk about this journey of homeschooling. I just realized that next year will be our 17th year of homeschool. So if you don't know my story, I believe it encourages many out there who've gone through the same thing. But I was the least likely person to ever homeschool. And we went through a lot of opposition in that Uh, early part of our journey. And there is an entire podcast episode, I will link it in the show notes, called An Unlikely Homeschooler, where I talk about our entire journey. But I cannot believe already that I was once this scared mom who had no idea what to do. And here we are. There are already two of them graduated. One is married um, and one is ready to complete his first year of schooling. So it's crazy how fast it goes. So I'd encourage you to check that episode out. Um, And also, speaking of homeschooling again, I want to tell you that on March 19th, I am going to be heading out to Colorado, to Centennial, Colorado, for the Czech uh, Refresh Ladies' Day of Encouragement. I would love to see you there because this is going to be a day all about soul care for the weary homeschool mama. So I'm really super duper excited about this because you all know that when I speak, I, I'm not talking about how to homeschool or what curriculum to buy or any of that. I'm always getting to the heart. And this entire day is going to be a day to do just that, to talk about the heart behind our homeschool, to bring refreshment, because I know many of us are tired. We're tired usually at this time of the year in our homeschool. And really, after the past two years, I think a lot of us are just a little extra weary. So come on out Saturday, March 19th at the Bethany Evangelical Free Church in Centennial, Colorado. I will be giving four sessions. I'm super excited for that day. You can find all the information at check.org slash events. Go register if you are going to be in Centennial, Colorado. Also, I will be at Teach Them Diligently in Texas, uh, Round Rock, Texas, Uh, let's see, March, I believe it's 31st to April 2nd. I will be speaking for them again this year. Super excited. And then I'll be returning back to Colorado for the Rocky Mountain Homeschool Conference in June. So you can find that information as well at check.org. I will put all the links in the show notes. You can register. I have a $10 coupon for Teach Them Diligently. You can register for that one. You can register for the other events. I will link it all there. Also, my uh, non-homeschooling events, I should say, my ladies' events that are not geared for homeschooling, but for all women are also coming up March 12th in Chester, New Jersey. That event is going to be fire. It really is. I am so excited about that event. I I can't even tell you. I've been putting my sessions together and I literally shake when I'm preparing because I'm so excited about these messages. So that's just going to be a day out for ladies from 10 to 4 in Chester, New Jersey at the Greats Bible Chapel. Lunch is provided. Go register. Uh, go to simplylivingforhim.com. You'll find all the information. Also, our retreat this summer, July 13th to the 15th. All women welcome. We're going to sit at Jesus's feet And we are going to learn and get in the word together and worship together and pray together and be in a beautiful location to do just that. You can find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com. We have limited space available. So if you want to come, now is the time to register. All right, so let's get into our homeschooling journey a little bit. 
So as you guys know, like I said, we've been doing this a while. Um, I'm not going to get into, I mean, I could talk forever about homeschooling, right? I'm not going to get into so much about my, you know, philosophy behind homeschooling, which most of you know is a lot of real life learning, um, a lot of heart work, a lot of soul work, right? And building our family has been our number one priority, building our family on the foundation of God. And I can truly say, looking back, that that has been the best thing that we ever did was number one, to homeschool our children, but number two, to build our family on the foundation of the word of God to really, you know, we messed up a lot. We are not perfect parents. You know, in the beginning of my homeschooling years, I wanted to be the perfect homeschool mom. I wanted to look the look, you know, act the act, have the part, you know, wear the right outfit, make the bread, do all the things. I really got caught up in the early years of like, my identity of being a homeschooler. It's supposed to look a certain way. And after a year or two, I kind of threw that out the window and realized this isn't between uh, me and anyone else. This is between the Lord and my family and how he has called us to this journey. And so it's changed our entire life. You know, really, our homeschool journey really has changed our life. I can't imagine if I hadn't done it. You know, those 17 years ago when I was this scared young mom, you know, uh, no idea what to do. I really felt that God was calling me to homeschool, but it seemed to be an impossible task for me at the time. My family was against me, uh, my parents, not my husband, but, you know, it was just very difficult. And God really gave me this assurance through his word, through prayer, deep down, just this conviction of knowing that he was saying, get out of the boat and follow me, walk on water, do this, and I will provide all that you need. And, you know, sometimes along the way, I would think, well, is that just a made up story that he was calling me? You know, like, is he really providing all this? Yes, he is. Because I can look back now and see the journey of our two graduates and see how it all worked out in the end. You know, I wanted to talk today about that, that transition time from, you know, early homeschool to kind of your mid homeschool to the end of the journey. I'm going to tell you this right now. The biggest piece of advice I could say, I tell this to all my homeschooling clients because I do homeschool consulting. The homeschool journey ends, but your relationship with your children is what will last far beyond the homeschool journey. And your relationship with the Lord will last far beyond the homeschool journey. And their relationship with the Lord lasts far beyond the homeschool journey. So please, please keep that in mind. Because it's so easy to get caught up in this homeschool thing and think like, this is our life and we're going to do this thing and we're going to look a certain way and we're going to be the homeschool family. And you get really caught up in all the stuff And all of a sudden, your child's wearing that cap and gown, and it's all over. I wrote my book, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript, pretty much immediately after my daughter graduated homeschool, because all of a sudden, I had this rear view mirror um, view, and I just was like, oh my goodness, now I can look back and see what really mattered in the end. And what really mattered in the end was not most of the things I worried about over the years. There were times, especially, 
especially during the high school years where I was up all hours of the night. I could not sleep. I would feel this oppression, basically, which I know now came from the enemy telling me I was ruining my children. They were going to graduate and not be prepared for life. I was doing them a disservice by homeschooling them. You know, were they going to be able to function in the world afterwards? You know, all these things that we tell ourselves, did I teach them enough? Did I provide enough for them? Well, looking back, God is so good and gracious because, yes, he led us. And the only reason it has worked out is because I refused to take my eyes off of him. Now, there were many times that I tried to, and those were the times where I would just sink. Like I said, you know, walking on water, and then all of a sudden you sink because you take your eyes off of Jesus. The times where I would put my eyes on the other people in the homeschooling community. I would put my eyes on the people on the internet and what they were doing in their homeschool. I would put my eyes on different curriculum and think, ooh, maybe I need to switch. I would put my eyes on what the neighbors were doing. I would put my eyes on what public schooling was doing. I would put my eyes on everything else but Jesus. And those were the times where I was up three in the morning worrying. But when I would constantly put my gaze back to him and say, Lord, you called me to this journey for a purpose. It's not the same purpose as any other families. It is not because I'm supposed to look like the public school. It's not because we have any ambitions that anyone else has. My ambition for these children are to teach them in the ways of the Lord, to build our family on you and trust that you will take care of the rest. Now, that is not to say that academics weren't important, but academics fell under the umbrella of building our foundation on the word of God. And again, I didn't do it perfectly. There are still times, I'll tell you a secret, there are times that I have regrets to this day where I look back and I say, I wish When my child was 10, I was the mother I am now when they're 20 because I know so much more now. But you know what? That's part of the journey. I've had to apologize to my oldest and be like, look, I was just learning myself and I'm sorry and I made mistakes. And so there's, we did not do it perfectly. I'll tell you that much. But our imperfections have still been used for God's purposes. And looking back, I'm just, I I can't imagine had I not obeyed the calling because it's been about so much more than homeschooling. It's been about so much more than, you know, academics. It's been our family. It birthed a ministry for me where I started out, you know, writing and speaking about homeschooling and now even expanding my writing and my speaking for all women. Because I really believe my message about simplifying and keeping your eyes on Jesus is not just for homeschool moms. It's for all moms. And also, my homeschool journey will end someday. And I believe I'll still always want to minister to homeschool families. But I also know that homeschooling is not, you know, forever. And I want to be able to uh, minister to women in all seasons of life. So anyway, I am so thankful that we did step out in obedience. So if you're out there, whether you're even thinking about homeschooling, if God is calling you to do it, just do it. Don't ask too many questions. I mean, it's like, I think of Job automatically and where God's like answering like, 
almost like, who do you think you are? You're not God. Where he's like, did you put the stars in the sky or whatever? He says, I don't exactly remember. But it's like, you know, did you stretch out the ocean? Same thing. Like, if God's calling you to do something, you don't have to question it and be like, but Lord, how's it going to work? Are you kidding me? We question the God of the universe, how it's going to work. All we have to do is step out in faith. Because quite frankly, when I look back, I would never, ever, ever have expected it to turn out the way it did. I would never expect to be doing the things I'm doing because of homeschooling. And I would never have even expected to make it this far. We started out homeschooling for one year. We were like, we'll do it for one year. We can't ruin her in kindergarten and we'll get it out of our system. And then, you know, by first grade, I'll be ready to put her in school. And here we are. And then even in the later years, I was like, there's no way we'll homeschool high school. Like, that's just crazy. And then as we approached high school, I was like, there's no way we won't homeschool high school because honestly, those are the years where they really need you. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about high school right now because I remember being terrified of high school and thinking, how will I do that? And it is so not as complicated as the internet made it sound or the homeschool community, I feel like, made it sound, you know? It is not complicated. Number one, if you are praying and asking the Lord to lead every step of the way, there is nothing to fear. I mean, Really, he's God. He's got it, right? We will mess it up when we try to do it on our own. So never take your eyes off of him. Never stop praying and never stop seeking him. But I remember thinking that high school, like there was no way we could do it because how would we do it? And it was a whole nother ball game. You know, it's one thing to have fun in the younger years and all that, but high school, I think the high school years are even more fun than the younger years. I have three teenage boys. One of them now has graduated. But last year, I had three teenage boys home, homeschooling, and I would tell them every day, this this is like the greatest joy of my life. Like these are my best years ever. They are so much fun. They are hysterical. First of all, they crack me up. It's amazing to like have a bond with these young men. And I attribute a lot of that to what we built early on in our homeschooling years. And again, I didn't do it perfectly. I I kind of look at my daughter who is now, uh, she'll be turning 21 and she's married. I look at her and I think, you know, I want to apologize all the time because she was, I don't want to say the guinea pig, but, you know, the first one. And all of my mistakes, unfortunately, got unraveled on her. And, you know, I would lose my temper. I would get angry. I would be tense often because I wasn't secure in what I was doing either, you know. And so a lot of that, unfortunately, came out, you know, um, negatively when she was younger. And sometimes I think, wow, why couldn't I be the mom I am now back then? But you know what? I wasn't. And I've told her that and I've apologized for that. And you know what? We just move on and we move forward and we say, you know, this is the way our journey has been. And um, ask for forgiveness. There's nothing wrong with asking for forgiveness. And so I've done that as well. But, you know, um, my boys, I feel like I've been able to have so much more fun because there's so much more pressure off because I get it now. Like I've graduated too. So I get it. Like I have that rear view mirror perspective where I'm not worried about all the other things, where I'm not, you know, concerned so much about if I'm doing enough or how this is all going to pan out. Because now I've seen twice, it's going to pan out the way God wants it to pan out.
And so don't be afraid. If, if you parent out of fear, you're going to have a lot of problems. And I parented out of fear a lot in the early years. You know, it was reactionary parenting. But instead of reacting to the situations now, I want to, you know, respond by the Spirit. And that was something I wish I had done in the younger years. The younger years for me were a lot of reactionary parenting and parenting out of fear and not trusting and not um, responding to the Spirit and walking by the Spirit. I walked a lot more by the flesh back then. And so, you know, we do, if we approach it that way and we say, you know what, I want to walk by the Spirit in my homeschool, right? What does it say in Romans? Those who walk uh, by the flesh or those who think about the things of the flesh, you know, where does that lead? It doesn't lead to life. But when you walk by the Spirit and you set your mind on the things of the Spirit, it leads to life and peace. And so, you know, we want to, in our homeschool, let the Spirit lead us. We don't want the flesh to lead us. The flesh makes us filled with anxiety. The flesh makes us fearful about the future and wondering what the teen years will be like and what's going to happen when they graduate. And the amount of anxiety that I, you know, bore that burden as we led up to the teen years and beyond was so unnecessary because God knew all along. But God is gracious because even when I did mess up and walk in the flesh, I would always remember, go back to God. Put your eyes back on him. Karen, these are the things that you tell other people to do. You need to do it yourself. And so thankfully, I would sometimes, you know, sidestep off the path, but then I would get right back on. And especially as my daughter, you know, my firstborn was in high school, there were times where we were like, what is going to happen after homeschool? Like it was terrifying. And I remember specifically in her junior year, and I did an entire podcast episode with her that you can find in the archives as well after she graduated to share her experience. But during her junior year, it became like everything got very um, nerve-wracking because it was at this time where it was like, you really have to start making a plan, like what's going to happen after high school? And I just remember at that time saying, we are not going to try to figure it out. We are going to let God lead us. We are going to pray, not, okay, Lord, this is what we want. Now bless our plans. We are going to completely loosen our grip on anything that we think we want for you after high school and what you want for yourself after high school. This is what we said to her. And we are all going to just pray and say, Lord, lead us wherever you want her is where it will be. At one time, we thought maybe she'd go to a public university. I didn't really want her to go to a public university, but I said, Lord, if you want her there, that's where I want her. I don't want her anywhere else but where you want her. And I think this is so important because when we're homeschooling teenagers, there's a lot of pressure from the outside. Like you must do college. You must do the SAT, the ACT, the CLT. You must, you know, Keep up with the Joneses and make this perfect transcript and you want to have a well-rounded student. And I was like, wait, this one sheet of paper is supposed to define 
like the past 17 years of my daughter's life. She's so much more than this. I didn't want to focus on, you know, this one dimensional sheet of paper. I still wanted to focus on her as a multidimensional person. And I wanted the focus to be on that multidimensional person. What is God's purpose for her? Not what is the world, you know, make you think you're supposed to do. And so I really, really, really surrendered junior year and said, Lord, public university, private university, Bible college, no college, whatever it is, community college, we're in, whatever it is. If that's where you lead, that's where we will go. And so my daughter and we both committed to that prayer junior year. And I said to her, you pray about it, we'll pray about it, and we'll see what happens. And I can't get into all the story here, but through amazing turn of events, he did lead her to Bible college. And the funny thing is, she did not want to go there. That was like her least thing she wanted to do. And we saw God truly step in and direct her steps providentially in so many ways to go to that Bible college. And even then we thought, well, this is it. Now we have the plan. She's going to go to Bible college and she's going to do all these things. Two years into Bible college, she got married. I can't begin to tell you, and I'm going to be speaking about this one um, when I go to teach them diligently this year. I'm doing an entire session on uh, transitioning to adulthood. But I cannot tell you when I dropped her off at college, which was two hours away from our home, so she was going to be living away. If I had known when I dropped her off at college that she wasn't coming back ever, I don't know how I would have been able to handle it. I had a hard enough time with the transition of her being away from home because she had never been away from home before. I had a hard enough time just thinking, okay, she's going away for four years, but she'll be back for breaks. She'll be back in the summer, and then she'll be back maybe after four years. I had no idea that the Bible college was God's plan, but it was also a stepping stone in her life because she's no longer at the Bible college, but she is now married and continuing her education online through a ministry school. So it was a stepping stone. Had she not gone there, she wouldn't have met her husband. And so you're not going to be able to figure it all out is what I want you to know. I thought we had it figured out when she went to the Bible college. And God continues to change the plans. But he also continues to show us that this is his plan. And that is why the most important thing you can do is to stick close to him. I always say the greatest life skill you're going to teach your children is to tell them, to teach them to seek God first, to hear his voice, to follow him. And, you know, that's what she's been doing. And there is no linear path. Everything is up and down and lots of twists and turns. And it's all exciting. It's exciting when you know that you are following God's plan for your life and not your own. I wanted to touch a little bit on my oldest son, my second born, who graduated last year because he did a completely different high school journey and even after high school. So many people, you know, they want to know about alternatives to um, college. And I'll tell you what he's doing. And I plan to do an entire episode actually on what he's doing after he graduates because I want to make, I want it to have like the full experience before I actually do an episode on his journey and his program. But, you know, he was 
junior year, same thing. No idea what he wanted to do. Did he want to go to college? He was, at that time, we had no doubt that he was going to go into something artistic. He's very creative, extremely artistic, um, very, very much into graphic arts on the computer and all of that. My husband does that, so we just figured that's what he was going to do. And, you know, we weren't sure how that would look. Um, And he, you know, looked at an art school very far away in Florida. We looked at, you know, different opportunities and different um, uh, things that he could do. But again, just like my daughter, we started to pray about it. We said, you know what? We have options, but we want to know what what truly is God's plan. We don't want to say, oh, you're going to art school. Now let's pray about it and make sure that that's what God wants. No, we wanted to completely loosen our grip on our plans and ideas and let God lead the way. So again, junior year, when everybody else is like taking the SAT and doing all these things, we're like, we're just waiting on God. (laughs) And lo and behold, God completely changed for him as well the plans. There was no art school. He really felt the Lord was telling him like he loves art, he's talented in art, but maybe that's not what he wanted to do for his career. And we're like, okay, well then what do you want to do for your career? He's like, I really have no idea. And there's a beautiful, beautiful program. There's lots of them out there for people like that because quite frankly, you're a 17, 18 year old boy. You may not know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Listen, I'm 46. I am not doing at all what I thought I was going to be doing at 18, right? We all know that life is twists and turns. Look at my daughter, two years in. She's not doing at all what she thought she went to Bible school for. And so, you know, you just don't know. So he's going to a Christian gap year program, which has been the best decision we have ever made for him in our lives. I mean, he has learned more. He learned more in the first three months at this program than I felt like I had taught him his whole life at home. And I'm not saying that to put down, you know, our our life with him. It was just that rich that he just is having such an amazing experience. Completely different child than my daughter who was very outgoing, um, very social, had her hand in a million different pots. Like, while she was in high school. She was very involved in so many things. My son was much more of an introvert, you know, did not have all of those things going on. And we just were not sure, you know, if him going to this program was going to be this wonderful success or was this going to be not the right thing to do because it would involve him being completely out of his comfort zone. And so, we trusted the Lord. He felt that we all prayed. He felt the Lord was leading him there. We felt the Lord was leading him there. And we know now with 100% of surety that the Lord was leading him there. And to see the spiritual growth, the personal growth, the everything growth. I mean, honestly, I can't say enough about this. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do an entire like synopsis right now of the program, but I will. Like I said, when he graduates, he'll be graduating in a few months, and then I can really maybe even have him on and talk about it. But what an option! It's a Christian gap year program. They do earn 30 college credits. They're Bible classes, so if you want to transfer into a Bible college afterwards, you've got 30 credits, um, and. It is very much to me like like our homeschool philosophy. So you're not sitting in class lectures, you know, like you would in typical college. You have classes 
that a professor comes in and teaches a portion of the week, but then a lot of the rest of the learning time is experimental, uh, not experimental, sorry, experience learning. So they go and they serve in the community. They go and they experience things that have to do with what they're learning. Um, they have some assignments and things like that, but a lot of it is experience. And then they travel. He's been able to go to Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona. He learned so much on that trip. I can't even begin to explain. They've gone to like really, really inner city places and seen a lot of things that I could never have given him those experience. But, you know, they've served in places. Um, and where they are living is actually at a retreat center. So they actually work and serve at the retreat center during the week as well. And in just a month, he's actually going to a, an international trip to Peru uh, to serve at a mission there. They're going to go on this big trek to kind of end their year. It's like a five-day camping trek where you're just, you know, out in the wilderness. I can't even begin to get into it all. Like I said, that's a whole other episode. But it's truly amazing. Um, and I would recommend a Christian Gap Year program for anyone whose child is just not sure what they want to do. My son, you know, he, we said to him, you're not going to go to college just for the sake of going to college. We are very big on entrepreneurship. We are very big on, um, you know, being self-employed. We are very big on trades. You know, you can learn a trade. You know, you do not have to go into debt and go to college for four years if you aren't being called to a profession that truly, truly requires that. And so, he feels very much the same way, you know, why like just go to college for the sake of going to college because that's what everybody else does when there are many other things that he may want to do that don't necessarily require college uh, degrees, the typical four-year college. So we don't even know yet what he's going to do when he graduates in May because at that point, he's done his homeschool, he's done his gap year program, and he you know, has options. He could transfer into Bible college. He could come home and work full time. He could decide he wants to be a missionary. Who knows, right? And so we've just been praying every single day. I pray for his future. God, I know you will lead him just as you've led him this far. And so he is, you know, gearing up now to figure that next step out. But I'm not afraid like of what's next because I know that God has his hand in my adult children's lives just as he did when they were itty bitty three and five years old and I was stepping out in obedience to homeschool, that every step of their lives has been ordained by him. And our job is to truly you know, wait on him and follow him and seek him. And I'm just so excited to see what that next step will be. So I just want to encourage you today, do not be afraid of the older years. Embrace them. I absolutely love having adult children. I absolutely love having teenage children. I remember when my daughter was a baby and I thought like 18 months old seemed so old. Then I remember saying, you know, when she was like three, oh my goodness, Steve, someday she's going to be like eight years old. Like that seemed like so old. And here we are. She's turning 21. My son's turning 19. And they're full-blown adults. And you know the beautiful thing about homeschooling? They, what I've seen is that they were beyond prepared for adulthood. Because when I sent my daughter to college, I panicked. The first three days she was gone, I was in the fetal position in my bed. I'm not even joking. For three days straight. I, I, you know, went back and forth between crying and wallowing and, you know, worrying. And it was 
horrible. I had a very hard transition when she left. Part of that hard transition was beyond just missing her and all that. Because it's, you know, when you're a homeschool family and you're together 24 hours a day, and then all of a sudden, one of those people that are here 24 hours a day is gone, you feel it. The whole dynamic in the family changes. So it was very hard for me because she wasn't here. But beyond that, I was panic-stricken. Like, oh my goodness, now she's at college what if I didn't teach her enough? What if she can't handle these classes? Guess what? We had never done any academic classes outside our home. I had never done a co-op. I had never done online classes, dual credit, any of that. The only teacher she ever had was me. And I was a very imperfect teacher, let's be real. And so I was like, I cannot believe I just sent her to college. What? She's not going to be able to write the papers. She's not going to be able to handle the assignments and the scheduling and all of that. And let me just say how silly I was for spending three days in bed worrying about that. Because I really was like, you know what? Karen DeBuse, the homeschool author and speaker, the whole world is now going to know that she was just, you know, uh, not really knowing what she was doing. Because she, what if I thought my daughter, what if she fails out of college? The whole world is going to know. I really had no idea what I was doing this whole time. <laughs> But guess what? I didn't know what I was doing, but God did. He knew what he was doing. Praise the Lord. Um, so she not only thrived in college, she did phenomenally well. She had wonderful grades. She had scholarships. She handled her schedule like a boss. And you know what I believe? It was because of our almost non-rigid schedule in high school. You know, I would give her her work in homeschool, like for the week and be like, here's what you need to do by Friday. Just get it done. It wasn't like, okay, Mondays we do this and Tuesdays we do that. And I think that prepared her very well because when she got to college, it's very much the same. You have different activities. You have different classes at different times, different responsibilities. You may have a job, whatever it is. And your classes are very much the same. They're like, here's your assignment. Get it done in two weeks. And you have to learn time management. She had always operated that way. So it really wasn't much different. And then, you know, they also have so much help in college, you know, tutoring centers. I believe her writing classes, you were required to go to the tutoring center, like in the beginning to have your papers looked at. So, you know, there was that as well. But she did fine with all of the assignments. She did fine with the work. And all of the things I worried about were fine. And even more importantly, she did fine personally and spiritually. She got plugged into a church. She had great friends. Uh, she started to serve in the church. And before I knew it, she was meeting her husband, getting married. And now they're both, you know, working. Uh, well, she's an intern at the church and she's working towards a ministry degree and she wants to go into ministry. And so she has been more than prepared, but mostly because we let God lead, lead her and not me. If I led her, I would have made a big mess. But we taught her to follow God's voice. And I see the same from my son. My son, who was so different, like I said, not nearly as independent as my daughter, not nearly as social. We thought we're sending him into this very uncomfortable um, place, because not place, but situation, because here he was not going to a big college, but it was 24 of these young adults that were going to be living together and doing life together in this very unique experience and traveling and working and doing all these things together. And is he going to be able to handle it? How's it going to be? And goodness, it's been amazing. 
Um, he's just risen to the occasion on everything. Things that I was like always thinking, oh, he's too shy to do that. He has stepped out of his comfort zone. The place that he is at, one of their big um, mottos is to be uncomfortable. No, to be to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like they want you to step out of your comfort zone. So it's been wonderful to have that to really bring him to like this next level of his life. And so we could not be more thrilled. So please, if you are a homeschooler, if you're a parent, you know, even if you're not a homeschooler, take heart, follow the Lord, seek him first. Don't operate out of fear. Don't parent out of fear parent knowing that God is ultimately their father and he knows what is best for them. And every day, surrender your children to him. Surrender their future to him. Don't make it so complicated. You know, I started out way back when with my ministry, Simply Living for Him, and my first book ever called Simply Homeschool, because I was back then saying, why do we make it so complicated? Well, I feel even more strongly now about it. Don't make it so complicated. Love your children. Teach them to love the Lord. And everything truly does fall into place. And when we let the world speak louder to us than God does, that's when we're up at 3 a.m. like me with anxiety. Because I'm thinking, I don't know if, if we live up to the world standards. I don't have to. But the beautiful thing is, She's doing just fine in the world, but she's not of the world. And so we could not be more thrilled. I have absolutely loved um, every stage of homeschooling, every stage of parenting, but I do feel like every stage gets better. You know, the transition, I will say, I will be honest, the transition going from a young adult now, you know, from the transition from high school to college was very difficult, like I said. But the transition now to um, having an adult daughter that's married has been even harder in many ways, and mostly because she's not close by. I don't think it would be nearly as difficult if she lived down the road. (laughs) I would be fine. But because she's further away. But I've had to come to terms with the fact that she has her own life now. She is doing what she's supposed to do. And I think I talked about a few episodes back, my big parenting um, epiphany. Go check that episode out where I realized that I did not have children for them to serve me and to make me happy. I had children so that they could serve God and that they could go build his kingdom. And that's exactly what she's doing. So the hard part for me is because she's so far away and I don't get to see her every day and I don't really talk to her as much as I would like. But at the same time, She's literally doing what she's supposed to do. And there's no way I could be sad about that. She is uh, making her life as a wife, as a ministry student, and she's building the kingdom. So we have to be kingdom-minded in our parenting. Otherwise, we make it all about us. (gasps) You know, it's all about me. No, I did not have kids to make me happy. I had kids so that they could build the kingdom because that's really what we're all born to do, right? And so she has to fulfill her purposes for God. She is not here to fulfill, you know, my uh, mom needs that I want. You know, I want my daughter here all the time. Of course, I love her and I want to see her all the time. But if God's called her elsewhere, 
And that's where she's got to be. And thankfully, she is only two hours away, so we can see her. But it is a hard transition. I will not candy coat it. There's a lot of emotions um, that come with it. And especially because it all happened so fast. She got married so quickly after, you know, only two years into college. We didn't expect that, but we are thrilled. Believe me, I have the best son-in-law in the entire world. So... You know, we are thrilled about it. Uh, I couldn't be happier for them. They're a beautiful, godly couple. Um, But of course, you know, as a mom, every stage is always a little bit hard in the transition. But it's much easier when you keep your eyes focused on the Lord. So whether you're a mom of babies, toddlers, you know, every every season, we all have grief, right? When you throw that crib away for the first time, there's grief, right? When Even when they're out of diapers, you're like, aw. Even though you hated being in diapers, they're out of diapers and you're like, aw. You know, that stage is over. So there's always a little bit of grief with every stage, but it's important to walk through that grief and walk through it with the Lord and then look with excitement to the next uh, stage, to the next season, because the elementary season is beautiful and has so many wonderful things about it. Even the middle school, you know, season, everybody will say, oh, that's a tough season. It, it's tough, but there's beautiful things about every season. And I really do believe it just gets better. Having young adult children is such a joy because now you've got these people that you can just like you enjoy them you like to hang out with them you like to spend time with them it's exciting to see all the things God's doing in their lives so every stage is beautiful in its own way every stage has you know hard things and every stage also has beautiful things so wherever you're at in the homeschool journey you know, enjoy it, embrace it, and keep your eyes focused on God. Don't be afraid of the homeschool years, I mean, of the high school years. Don't be afraid of the teenage years. The teenage years can be truly beautiful. And don't be afraid when you have to be like me and let them go uh, and let them become who God has intended them to be. It's all part of his perfect plan. So I hope that you were encouraged today by this episode. If you were, you can leave me a voicemail. You can go to anchor.fm slash simply living for him. You can leave me a voicemail. You can also ask questions on that voicemail. You can, if you want questions for a future podcast episode answer, please go over and leave me a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you guys. You can always email me the old fashioned way as well at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. And again, don't forget about the upcoming events. I will be in Chester, New Jersey on March 12th from our Ladies Day Out. All women are welcome. That is going to be an amazing day. Lunch is provided. It's just a $10 donation. um, And that goes to our church that is um, hosting the event. But other than that, it's basically free. Lunch will be provided, a catered lunch. And then we are doing our March 19th event, which is the Czech uh, Refresh Ladies Day of Encouragement in Colorado. You can go to czech.org slash events. I will link everything in the show notes. Teach them diligently. Texas, um, the end of March, early April. I will be speaking there for... Four times I have two brand new sessions. One is about this very thing about, uh, you know, walking your teens into young adulthood. And then I will be speaking at the Rocky Mountain Homeschool Conference in June. Oh, and don't forget, in July, our Simply Living for Him retreat, we are running out of space. So if you want to come, you must sign up very soon. Prices will increase also next month. So go to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. So again, this episode is sort of a midway episode. It's not going to be published on a Friday as usual. 
because I will be traveling. I'm actually leaving tomorrow for a um, conference in South Carolina. I am not speaking. I'm attending. Super excited about that, but I will be traveling alone. So if you happen to hear this before then, pray for me. Um, And then I will see you guys Uh, back on the podcast on our usual kind of Thursday night, Friday. They usually get published um, after that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.